great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, Dr. Ryan Noach, who is the CEO of Discovery Health, and Eric Peacock, who is the co-founder and the CEO of the My Health team, joining us all the way from the USA. Now, the reason for our particular discussion today, and I'm super excited about something I'm very passionate about, is that Discovery Health has partnered with My Health team, a global leader in delivering highly effective digital patient communities to provide DHMS members living with diabetes and or heart disease and those impacted by long COVID. And we're hearing so many stories about long COVID. And these people will have access to a digital community of patients who are living with the same illness to help them manage their condition. Now, membership of these online patient communities allows people who live with the same illness to connect with and learn from each other while also ensuring that the information shared is vetted by qualified healthcare professionals. And that's very important, you know. No reason to uh, find out your condition and your symptoms by Googling them, right? These are qualified healthcare professionals. Now, my health team's patient communities are patient-led online groups where patients, caregivers and doctors, as well as researchers and others, come together with a particular focus on a particular disease. Now they share stories, they offer support, they offer information, and they even develop solutions when needed and where needed. So uh, Dr. Ryan Noak, CEO of Discovery Health, Eric Peacock, co-founder and CEO of the My Health team. Gents, welcome to both of you. And firstly, Eric, where about in the US are you joining us from? I'm in San Francisco, California. Oh, beautiful part of the world. I love San Francisco. And, and, and we know where you are at the moment. You're in Johannesburg, Ryan, so great to see you. I can tell you're at the Discovery Head Office. Uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you firstly for joining me today. Um, this is a very interesting announcement. Talk to me through the, uh, the landscape of people that are living with diabetes, and we know there are millions of people across the world that are living with diabetes, health disease, long COVID in the US and both in South Africa. Uh, let's look at the US landscape first with you, Eric, and then, um, and then if you can also give us the perspective from South Africa, Dr. Dr. Noach. Well, sure, thanks, Aki. Um, you know, in, in the US, and my health team is actually in 13 different countries, including South Africa and the US and all that, but what, what we're finding is when you take diabetes, heart disease, and COVID, you get well over half the U.S. population, right? I mean, these are massive conditions. A third of people with, you know, diabetes or heart disease, um, millions of people getting COVID, and they're fundamentally different conditions, right? COVID, you think of as an acute disease. You get it, hopefully you get over it, and you're fine, right? Well, what we think is happening is somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of patients are developing symptoms that persist a long time, long COVID. And when Ryan approached us talking about this vision for what Discovery could do for its members, which I think was really insightful, it's saying we need to get out ahead of this. We need to be able to allow people who've had COVID to recognize when they have these symptoms so that they can take action to uh, ameliorate those symptoms and not let it go on further. Heart disease and diabetes are different. These are chronic conditions you're living with for a long time. Um, you have to eat properly, you have to exercise properly, you have to um, you know, take your medications and it's rather complicated. And so mm. all people who have these conditions, they, they share this desire to talk to other people like them who have the same condition. So that's where the community comes in, but they also need to be able to get expert advice. 
And that's where we interview doctors and experts to provide medical uh, information and education to those patients. Okay, very interesting. And I mean, Ryan, I mean, you and I have had various interactions over the last few years, and it's been interesting when you look at diabetes in South Africa, and it's one of those diseases that's just going like this, together with heart disease. Uh, what's the landscape like in South Africa? It's exactly as you describe, Aki. It's actually deeply concerning that over time we're seeing these lifestyle diseases becoming more and more of a threat in society. In South Africa, we're unfortunately in a situation of what's called a quadruple burden of disease. We live in a developing country which has all the infectious disease problems like HIV and TB and maternal health problems as well with high infant mortality rates, unfortunately. We also have trauma in our society as a third problem. And then we also live with these non-communicable diseases. In our data within Discovery Health, we see rapid rises in the number of people who are living at risk of contracting fully blown diabetes or living with diabetes itself. And as we, we looked at the landscape across the world and we looked at the trends, particularly in what digital media and online media can do for people with these conditions, we recognized that one of the key issues is connecting communities online to help each other and understand the interstitial elements of de dealing with their disease that perhaps their caregivers and their doctors can't necessarily give them directly or don't have the time to spend on with them directly. This is a key facet and a key component of understanding how you live with the disease, how you mitigate complications and how you deal with the challenges of that disease day to day. Okay, now that's very interesting. Uh, Eric, let me, let me just go back a second. I mean, firstly, what are exactly online patient communities? Where, where did the concept originate from? And, and how long have we had access to these globally? I mean, and, and, and how does my health team, for example, bring something unique to the picture? Good question. Uh, my health team is a, a company I co-founded 10 years ago. So we've been around a while. We've actually been in South Africa for that whole time as well. Have over 70,000 members, in fact, from South Africa who are members of our different social networks. And what my health team has done is created individual social networks for each condition. So for example, if you go to my COVID team, you'll find our social network that is aimed at people who are facing COVID or, or symptoms of long COVID. My heart disease team for heart disease and so on and, and across 42 different conditions. And we now have about 3 million registered members um, from all around the world on these on these social networks and that's really what they are our social networks you go there you log in your information is private it stays there on the social network we don't share it outside the social network you can meet other patients who have exactly the same condition you have and, and connect with them you can share tips and life hacks and all sorts of things that you've learned from that experience but you can also find medically approved uh, content with, with doctors and you know COVID really was an eye-opener for us because what we found over the last two years is every one of our members whether they had Crohn's disease or heart disease or breast cancer or Parkinson's they all kept asking the same question can I get vaccinated I know what the Centers for D Disease Control are saying in the United States they're saying get vaccinated but they don't they're not thinking about me who's on chemotherapy or on an immunosuppressing drug what should I do? 
And we were able to go interview the experts in each field, the specialists who, who are the doctors in, the, in those fields and ask them and get their perspective on that. And that put at ease uh, the concerns that a lot of these patients had, you know, are you thinking about me and my condition that I have to live with all the time? And that really is part of the mission of what we're trying to do is empower these people to find the right people, support, and information that they can trust and use. Yeah, and, and, uh, and uh, the, 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 what I'm hearing from you there is the right people and trust. You know, you don't want to listen to just anybody. You want to know that it's coming from an expert. And this is fantastic news for Discovery, Ryan. Why did it make sense for Discovery Health to partner with uh, my health team and bring these, community, these communities to its members? And why are the specific conditions chosen to kick off? Because it's uh, long COVID, it's diabetes, it's heart disease. Those are the three you're kicking off with, Ryan. Yeah, in trying to understand our members' needs and general healthcare consumers' needs, through the research that we've done, Aki, it's become very clear that they want reliable sources of online information. That's one of the key requirements, one of the key needs that our members are articulating that they want satisfied. In addition to that, they are often wanting to meet other people in a similar circumstance to them to understand how they cope and how they live life with a newly diagnosed condition or having lived with it for some time. And so we looked across the world for a leading provider of these online patient communities. We did extensive due diligence through our research and development process. And uh, in comparing all the providers across the world, we identified my health teams to be the leader from our perspective and to satisfy particularly those needs of our consumers here in South Africa. As Eric has explained, they already had a web presence, an online presence here in South Africa. What we've done differently for the Discovery Health members is we've created unique content, unique material that's relevant to the questions Discovery members may have in relation to their disease. And we've, uh, we've enhanced My Health Team's very, very high quality content with that Discovery content that may be relevant to their particular questions. So what you have now is you have the excellence of my health team's medical information, curatorship and communities supported by discovery specific relevant information, an easy way to log in using your discovery credentials and a direct channel for people living with those chronic illnesses. We've started with diabetes and cardiovascular disease in addition to COVID because that represents the most common chronic diseases that our members are living with. We have about 900,000 members of Discovery Health Medical Scheme who live with chronic illness. And a very large proportion of those, the biggest proportion, are in the cardiovascular and diabetes group. Impacting these diseases during the life cycle of the disease through behavior change, through compliance to medicine, through understanding your disease, has a dramatic impact on the long-term consequences implications in these diseases and so it's very relevant to empower these communities with as much information as you can early on in the process and that's why we chose those two from a COVID perspective of course Aki it's very topical I must say as a clinical person as a clinician together with the broad healthcare community we're very worried about what the medium to long-term implications of COVID are we don't fully understand them 
We're seeing high proportions of people living with symptoms beyond six months after the acute illness. And so helping everybody understand this early in the life cycle of this disease, we think that my health teams and this online community for Discovery Health members creates a very meaningful platform. Okay, no, that's brilliant. I mean, Ryan, I was just talking to Eric earlier. I mean, I'm a relatively healthy person. I don't have cardiovascular illness or I don't have any diabetes, etc. But as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm recovering from COVID. I tested positive on Friday last week. And um, I was just saying to Eric earlier, you know, despite the fact that, you know, I have read a lot about COVID and I've watched a lot of stuff on television about COVID, there was a point last week, and I've had it relatively smoothly because I've been, you know, fully vaccinated. But there was that feeling of vulnerability that I had last week of not knowing you know, what to what to expect, you know. And um, and I guess this is why the, this particular topic that we're talking about is so important. I mean, COVID nineteen has really accelerated our reliance on tech in general and the online world for medical informa information and um, you know all manner of conditions I guess and how do people know what their access is online is true and what is relevant what is helpful in the management of this condition you know and I guess with COVID as well it's it's an interesting one because you don't know what to expect um, you know I've had very light COVID uh, you know symptoms my daughter also has COVID who's you know in her 20s She's had a sore throat and a bit of a cough, and she's pregnant as well. So that complicates things further. So this is why this is so useful, and the wrong advice can actually cause real harm. That's where online patient communities meet a very real need. Yeah. Right, Eric? Uh, yeah. Aki, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Eric, I interrupted there. Aki, I'm sorry to hear that you and your family haven't been well, and I wish you all a speedy recovery. You look in very good health as I'm talking to you now. So... I feel I feel fantastic. Sounds, I sounds really good. feel fantastic. I haven't had the traditional symptoms of this latest COVID outbreak, which is, by the way, seems to be spiraling out of control. But everyone has different symptoms, right? Yeah. Ryan? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think when it comes to long COVID, the, as Eric was saying earlier, we're seeing frighteningly high proportions of people after the acute illness who live with ongoing symptoms. I mean, anecdotally, you may well have heard of a group of people from the early days of COVID who lost their sense of smell and who still suffer from that anosmia, that lost sense of smell, many months, maybe even a year or more later. And that's just one of the symptoms. People are living with fatigue, with chronic headaches, some with more severe respiratory symptoms that are causing reduced effort tolerance and other issues in their lifestyles. And maybe they can't work as effectively as previously. And so this online patient community from my health teams that we're developing together with them here at Discovery Health for long COVID is critical, is very relevant to inform people. Search engines are phenomenal. I mean, I'm continually amazed by the sophistication of answers you can get on a general web-based search engine. But when it comes to clinical information, the reliability of what you find from a search engine is not always that great, to be frank. It searches across a, a wide array of things on the internet and you can land up reading a whole lot of garbage. In clinical speak, us doctors sometimes talk about, did you get that advice from Dr. Google? And I'm no, no bad inference to Google, it's my search engine of choice. But the, the point is that you need curated, 
carefully considered, reliable medical advice. And we found that the content that My Health Teams has prepared on their 42 online patient communities, and here in this long COVID environment, the one that we're creating with them, we find that that is critically important. Let's give healthcare consumers a medically curated, reliable set of, of advice. My Health Teams has gone about seeking medical experts in these fields, created a panel of these experts, specialists in each of these fields, different ones for each field, to make sure that the content is reliable, and that is critically important. I mean, Eric, you and I were having this discussion earlier, right? And, and you know, you were talking about long COVID and how many people have had COVID three months ago, yet they still have some kind of symptom that they can't quite put their finger on it, what it was, but it actually is from COVID three months ago. And I think this is why they're so relevant that we're having this conversation. I agree. I, I think that uh, we'll have thousands of people joining my COVID team right when they get it, and they'll be able to find, you know, information to help them get through that. But... What I predict is going to happen is, as, as Ryan said, in about three to six months, a large portion of those, maybe 10, 15, 20 percent of them are going to be experiencing other symptoms. And I'll bet, you know, at least in the States, a lot of those people are going to disconnect it from from the COVID. And and I think what we will hope to do is at three months, at six months, just check in with those folks and say, hey, how are you feeling? Are you experiencing any of the following symptoms? And just put it on their radar screen that that may be due to their COVID. And it's something they should talk to their doctor about. Uh, you know, we see this time and again in other chronic conditions where people go months, if not years, before getting properly diagnosed, before bringing up symptoms to their doctors. I think many mm -hmm. patients feel they put their doctors on a pedestal of almost godlike people. And they only want to talk to them. They don't want to waste their time. They only want to talk to them about, like, what is the key pressing issue, all right, I had a heart attack, let's just talk about my heart attack, but they're not talking about all the other things that are going on impacting their quality of life. And that's really important. One of the goals we have with all of our communities is that we make it easier for that patient to have a good open discussion with their physician. Okay, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into these benefits because I'm thinking of lots of benefits as we're talking about, you know, b belonging to this online patient community and sharing my stories. As I said, I'm not diabetic, but, you know, things that trigger off diabetes, for example, you know, you can share things like diet with other patients. Uh, the two of you, I mean, what are those benefits that you've identified uh, belonging to this uh, to this online patient community, Ryan? Yeah, I, I'm happy to start there. You know, Aki, our entire business at Discovery is founded on a principle of shared value. So what does shared value mean? It means that we believe there are certain lifestyle behaviors which have a direct impact on your health. And if we're able to help you change those lifestyle behaviors through an incentive and reward program, we can, without a doubt, improve your healthcare outcomes for you. There's a societal benefit at a population level in terms of society being better off having more productive citizens. And as an insurer, it's obviously much more sustainable for us because the longer you're healthy, the less claims we have to pay out, the more sustainable the insurance environment is. And so that is shared value. Everybody benefits from that. We've identified key lifestyle behaviors, obvious ones, Aki, they may seem seem absolutely simple you know how much exercise you do what you eat whether you smoke or not um, 
And, and these behaviors really determine your outcomes, and particularly in respect of diabetes, which you asked about. Uh, what we eat and how we behave is absolutely critical. A big portion of the population are what we would call pre-diabetics or at risk of developing diabetes. It may be that they're living slightly overweight, um, even bordering on obese, and that is a high risk factor for diabetes. And they may simply be needing to increase their physical activity and lose some weight through changes in their diet, and that may avoid the development of diabetes. And so through the shared value model, we've recognized that human behavior doesn't necessarily take into account what may happen to me five years from now. The human brain mm. prefers to think about the immediate impact of something they do. In behavioral economics, it's called hyperbolic discounting. We tend to discount the effect of what we do today if it has an impact only many years down the line. And we really only take into account what happens immediately as we behave. So the Vitality program seeks to get you to make an immediate behavior change, rewards you there and then for that behavior change, provides you fantastic, exciting rewards. In the meantime, what we're doing is we're getting a long-term benefit from that behavior change. These online patient communities, like the My, My Diabetes team, seek to improve understanding around what these behaviors are. Why are these changes so important? But beyond that, go also into the care. Why is my medicine so important? Why do I feel the way I do when I take the medicine? And by the way, I'm getting conflicting advice. What articles can I find and read that help guide me towards coming to my own conclusion about what the most relevant thing to do is? Um, and so that's how this all fits together uh, for somebody in the, in the kind of bracket that you were describing who may be at risk of developing diabetes. Totally agree. I would just add to that, that, that hyperbolic discounting, you know, sometimes the immediate benefit you can get comes from your peers who say, good for you, good for you. You know, you have diabetes and you went out for a walk um, before lunch and you, you made healthy choices. From, that's an immediate benefit from peers. Um, and, I, and I think we all know that um, getting support from others is better than going it alone, right? Intuitively, that makes sense. But I think Ryan's just given us the, the scientific or biological reason for why it makes sense, because it's immediate reinforcement. The other thing we find frequently, particularly with diabetes or perhaps emphysema or COPD, um, there's a stigma attached to some of these conditions because they are associated with your lifestyle of how you've eaten of whether or not you exercise. And oftentimes your family and your close friends, they don't get it. They don't understand and they don't really cut you much slack. In fact, sometimes they guilt you about it. And exactly nobody wants to be guilted by their friends, right? They, they want to actually get support. And on the social networks, when it's other patients with exactly the same condition who are in the same shoes, you know, they get it, they understand it, and they don't judge. And I think that's a, a very important thing particularly at a time where for the past two years you've been isolated in your house a lot more than you were before the pandemic. Yeah, we see, okay, okay. we're we, we lucky. I hope you can uh, share recipes there for, for diabetics on this, on this community. Are you, are you allowed to share things like a recipe? Oh, sure, absolutely. I mean, people oh, share, I was just looking cool. at a quote right here. It says, uh, A1C reading this morning after the day of uh, several hours of intermittent fasting was 3.8. For supper I had, and he lists all the things he had. You know, he's sharing what is working for him and other people are going to understand that he's not going to make that post on facebook <laughs> yeah 
No, that's absolutely awesome. And, and you know, you're inspiring people in this community. Um, you know, if you see somebody who's, you know, lost a lot of weight and is dealing and managing their diabetes in a, in a very good way, that's going to inspire other people as well. Uh, Eric, talk to me through the, the process, how it works. Now, let's say, for example, I have long COVID or diabetes or heart disease, whatever it might be. What do I do? What do I have to access to, you know, day to day to join this community? And, and what can I go to the community with? Who am I talking to when I do go to this community? And I guess these are questions that people watching this are asking right now. Like yeah. What kinds of conversations are, are being held on these kind of networks? And maybe I'll throw that out to both of you and, and, and start with you, Eric. Sure. But what's the process and how does it all work? Well, the process is really simple. I mean, if you're on, if you're a Discovery member and you're on the Discovery website, you, you'll have a link right to, say, my COVID team or my heart disease team. Each one is its own social network. And you'll be able to log in using your Discovery password. If you're just uh, uh, not a Discovery member, but you're in South Africa, you can just go directly to those social networks or you can go to myhealthteam.com and see all 42 different conditions. Just pick the one that's yours and then you sign up. It's password protected so that Google doesn't come crawl your profile. What you share on that social network is your business and it's, it's, it's kept within that social network. We don't share it outside. And so what you'll, you'll see are, are two things. One is a whole lot of other patients, some from South Africa, some from the United States, some are in 13 different countries, and you'll be able to connect with them and talk to them. And then you'll also see a resources section with all sorts of articles, videos, interviews, things like that, where we're uh, getting medically approved uh, information to share with you. Okay. And I guess, Ryan, from you know, accessing it through Discovery Health, is it a similar process? Do I have to be a Discovery Health member, for example, to access this information? And do I access it from the portal? How is it going to work on your side? You can access it via the Discovery website or via the Discovery app. In addition to that, we've already sent out communication to the majority of our members who live with these chronic illnesses to invite them to simply click on a link and join one of these online patient communities to enrich their personal understanding. I can give you personal reflection on this, Aki. I, I live with hypertension or high blood pressure. I was diagnosed with it relatively recently in, uh, in the last year. And I've joined the, um, the, the My Health Teams community for cardiovascular disease. I've done it through the Discovery website. I use my same credentials as I've logged in through Discovery. So there's no second login process. I click through once and the website opens. I can see exactly as Eric described, a community of people who are having conversations around hypertension or other cardiovascular disease. And then I've also got access to all the articles, content, video material, um, and all this curated material, which is scientifically valid around cardiovascular disease. Last week, I got a note back from um, Discovery to say there's a new article on my health teams about insomnia and sleep habits when you're living with cardiovascular disease. It was something of particular interest to me. I actually sleep incredibly well, but nonetheless, I was particularly interested in it. And so from my email, I clicked straight through to that. And it took me to an, a fascinating article about some of the pitfalls and sleep hygiene issues that patients living with cardiovascular disease like me could potentially face. Uh, extreme interest to me 
And of course, it may not necessarily be of interest to everyone. But my point is you will find material there that's quite relevant to your day-to-day -day life and that is of particular interest to you. Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I was going to ask you, I mean, you're a healthcare professional, you're a doctor, um, and, and for you to say that you found something interesting and you learned something new from being part of this with your particular condition, I find that quite fascinating. Um, and, and, and that, I guess, has come from somebody else's experience that we might not all know about. And you say, wow, that could be relevant to me. So, so does an online patient community provide advantages and I guess what you've just touched on is one of those advantages over an in-person community one might belong to right I mean how so is this yeah you know um, Aki I was saying to Eric when we chatted the other day typically as a busy doctor consulting with multiple patients you don't necessarily have the time or the uh, or the the luxury almost of spending a lengthy conversation on the lifestyle issues that somebody faces once they've been diagnosed with a chronic disease. There are nurse educators who do a brilliant job in diabetes who do some of that, particularly for elderly people, and they're very good at it. But what the online patient community does is it helps fill in many of those gaps. I often find that the families of people or the individuals living with chronic illness can give you a much better understanding of how your lifestyle needs to change when you live with a chronic illness than the doctor who looks through a very narrow treatment lens can actually mm. provide. And so I think the balance is in getting both. Get brilliant advice from your doctor. Don't neglect that advice and keep that conversation going. And at the same time, speak to a community of people who are living with a condition like you and read curated and medically approved content and material from the resource center that can help you understand your disease better and what living with your disease is about. And that will put you in the best of positions. And as a doctor myself living with chronic illness, that has without a doubt helped me personally. Yeah, you, you must be seeing some interesting things on your side, Eric. I mean, uh, online patient community versus an in-person community. There, there are differences and, and, and there are great advantages of doing it in, online. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The, the, the first day that Discovery sent out an email to its members, something like 1,500 members joined. And this gets to the point of accessibility as well. And I mean that in, in two definitions. One is just what's easy for me. Do I take time out of my day, take time off of work, get in the car, go to the doctor's office to go ask some questions? Or can I get those, those questions answered for me? So that's a convenience factor. But the other is around uh, health equity and accessibility. And you, know, you may not live near a, uh, you know, an expert with, uh, in multiple sclerosis, but when you can get access to that, virtually, that's really helpful. Or a great example has been during the pandemic. Uh, patients with, who've had heart attacks before, they've not been thrilled about going into the clinic. You know, they, they were worried about COVID. Um, and you know, they all know they're supposed to exercise and eat right. But one of the quotes I saw a gentleman on, on my heart disease team say the other day was, you know, when I start exercising, it feels a lot like it did right before my heart attack. Is that okay? <laughs> what kind of what kind of exercising wow. is safe? And so, all right, great. That's something that we can provide to 
10,000 people at a time with a simple video um, and explaining certain things, what, what is safe, how to take care of, how to stop, how to pace yourself properly. So I, I think accessibility in healthcare is about reaching people where they are and reaching all people where they are. Okay. Well, one of the things I'm going to do straight after this call, gents, is actually go on, log in, and see how soon I can start exercising after COVID. Because, I mean, I don't know. I just thought about it now, as you said, exercising. I'm keen to get back into the gym, but I know I shouldn't be overdoing it. So I'm going to go and find out what people are saying about that. But at the end of the day, this, I want to ask you both what kind of research and experience uh, exists out there that is showing that these kind of programs are in fact impactful. I mean, is this something that is quantifiable? And just talking to you and listening to you and talking about things like diabetes, I, I imagine that this is going to be very helpful and probably will make people healthier in the long term. I think so. I can start there. Um, we've measured specific uh, initiatives we've done before by following up with patients afterwards. So just a quick example in emphysema. During the pandemic, um, no, no patients with respiratory issues wanted to go into the clinic, right? They were scared of COVID. So we offered pulmonary rehab, which is like a personal trainer teaching you how to breathe and exercise your breathing muscles, which, which is really important for emphysema patients, but hard for them to go you know, get that coaching. And when we followed up with just doing videos, when we followed up with those patients three months afterwards, fully two thirds of them were, were doing those exercises on their own on a daily basis. And they said it helped them walk, you know, six minutes on a flat surface. That's like one of the technical measures they use in, in the clinic to validate whether something's working. You know, 60 to 80% of them saying it really made a big difference. So it's neat when you can measure things that specifically for those patients, but the ultimate measure for us is they, you, you, you look at how much time they're spending on an article and how many times they're coming back. Because if it's not working for them, they won't come back. And so our unfair advantage is we have thousands of people every day. We see what conversations they're talking about. And we go, I see a gap. Let's go connect with the discovery people. Let's go figure out what kind of content we can put together for them and put it out there. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Ryan, I mean, this, this is music to your ears. This is really, really exciting for Discovery that you bring this to Discovery members because it's kind of preaching what you guys have been preaching all along. Yeah, we see our responsibility, Aki, as more than just being a funder of care. We want to be a partner to our members uh, through their healthcare journeys. And this kind of information and support is critical to well-being. We've seen through COVID-19 a massive swing to online. Aki, you've, you, I've, I've heard you do articles and podcasts and things about it, where everything is swung online. Uh, food delivery, retail patterns, and healthcare is not alone. We've seen a lot of digital health be very, perform very valuably through COVID-19. Virtual consultations, telemedicine has worked very well. And we've been delivering care at home to patients through this period with remote monitoring done uh, across online services and cloud-based services and so on. This online patient community is, as a result, in our view, the timing of it is absolutely critical now. As things swing online and as people are learning how valuable an online service can be, um, 
you know, the, the, hence the best time to launch this for us in South Africa is now. We don't see the same kind of broadband penetration in South Africa that other parts of the world have, notwithstanding which our membership generally has excellent online access. And so we would invite and welcome our members to use the service. We strongly encourage the, the content is of a very high caliber. And you should talk to people who are living with a similar condition to you. You may well have discovery-related questions that need to be answered too, and you can ask those on the forum as well, since through the facilitation that My Health Teams is offering, there is particular discovery support and context as well. So, uh, you know, come online and see what it's like. And actually, yeah. as you said, you're going to try it yourself. Uh, give us your feedback once you've done so. I certainly will. Well, I'm glad to hear, and just to ask you very quickly, um, I'm glad to hear that you'll have Discovery Healthcare professionals also uh, keeping an eye and monitoring things like this. So I think, for example, South Africa's own uniqueness when it comes to managing HIV, for example, and antiretrovirals, that we probably might have more knowledge on that subject here in South Africa and obviously the medications and that that we use. So will there be a South African flavor for things like that here in South Africa? Yeah, the arrangement between my health teams and Discovery specifically includes the fact that we should be able to, through those facilitated conversations, provide particular Discovery-related support. We do depend on my health team's clinical expertise. They have contracted some yes. of the best clinicians in their respective fields in these areas. But wherever we can add to that, and certainly to provide an African and regionally relevant set of information, we will absolutely do so. Oh, this is, this is such a fantastic initiative. Gentlemen, going forward, what, what will you both be measuring to make sure that these programs that we've been talking about continue to have the impact that we're talking about? And just listening to what you've been saying, I mean, I, can, I have no doubt in my mind that this is just going to gain great momentum going forward. Now, let, me, let me start with that, Aki, and then Eric can, can give the, the smart answer from The Economist afterwards. <laughs> um, they do lots of measuring. Uh, at Discovery, we tend to measure everything. You know, we founded by actuaries and everything is about data here. Uh, at this early stage, we're only just not even two months after the launch, we're measuring the very basics, which is how many people are registering and what their engagement is like. And we measure engagement by how many times they're coming back after they register and what kind of content they're reading. Very soon, we'll start doing some more intelligent surveys to ask those users what value they're getting out of it. Um, and so in the medium term, we'll use survey-based material to understand that they perceive there to be high value and measure those perceptions. And then in the longer term, what we will really want to understand and what will really pay dividends is to see that there is behavior change associated with this. And so in the longer term, we'll look for actually trends around improved behavior, better understanding, better medicine compliance, less disease complications in these communities. And if we can see that the people engaged in these communities have better outcomes than the ones that are not engaged, well, then we're getting a massive return mm. on investment, and then it's really worthwhile for consumers to do this. So that's the kind of lens, measurement lens, we would think about. But in these early days, it's simply about getting numbers onto the platform and ensuring people are enjoying its use. Eric, what's your thoughts? How about yourself, Eric? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't have answered that better myself. That, that was, that's exactly what we're doing. I think the other thing that we're, we're trying to add to that is in the short term, 
you know, we don't know what we don't know about COVID. And we're so curious to see what questions and symptoms that people are talking about. Uh, you know, to some extent, when you get thousands of people on a social network talking about it, it's like this constant laboratory of experimentation where you're learning from, from the front lines of what's happening. And the healthcare professionals are so busy and so tired from what they've been battling with for the last few years that they can't possibly record everything they're seeing here. So it's another source of information where we can look for trends on what's working and what's not and what people are really facing in the real world. So we hope to bring that to light as well. Dr. Ryan Noach, CEO of Discovery Health, Eric Peacock, co-founder and CEO of My Health Team. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Aki. Thank you. Thanks so much, Aki. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Ryan.